Hi, I'm Matt Ward, and welcome to the Running Industry Podcast Weekly News. Thanks once again for joining me as we look at the Running Industry Podcast Weekly News, our short-form news roundup on what has caught our eye over the last seven days in the world of running and the wider running industry. This is now part of the rich offering of podcasts that we produce that includes the Brand Spotlight episodes, where we focus on brands from footwear to electronics, from apparel to nutrition to training and tracking. And make sure that you check out our latest episode as we focus on top US run brand, Sacconi, and we have an upcoming episode featuring the Scott brand. And of course, look out for our original In Conversation with long-form podcasts, which are also released regularly and still feature our amazing guests with fantastic stories as we delve into the background and thoughts of those people that make the running industry so interesting. We've got some fantastic guests coming up over the next couple of months, including ultra-running legend Anna Frost, top GB coach Steve Vernon, which is released this Thursday, and the founder of the Reebok brand, Joe Foster. And so, this week's news. We start this week by spotlighting on events, as in the UK, Athletics Weekly are amongst others focusing on the GB Olympic Marathon Trials, which take place this Friday the 26th of March at Kew Gardens in London. The event coincides with the Sakura season, time of year when cherry blossom trees come into bloom and not only will it provide a picturesque backdrop, but it's also the national flower of Japan and a timely reminder to the runners that their efforts on the roads of southwest London could see them win a ticket to Tokyo. Marathon runners will tackle one small lap, followed by 12 big laps around a course of about 3.3 kilometres. Event organiser Tom Bedford has worked closely with course measurer Hugh Jones to iron out some of the mild corners on the route, which means the course is not just aesthetically pleasing, but it's going to be fast too. And with small fields and multiple pacemakers to ensure the going is quick through the first 30 kilometres, the qualifying times of 2.11.30 for the men and 2.29.30 for the women should be possible. Our intention has been to make it as fast as possible, says Bedford. My advice to athletes is that they just switch off and go to sleep for an hour and follow the train as they get ready to go when the pacemakers drop out. Organisers are also hoping that the event will be available to watch on the BBC, possibly via the red button on Friday morning, and across social media and traditional media with live streams and text coverage. The racing should be fierce as runners battle it out for those Olympic slots. And we also have top coach Steve Vernon's view on proceedings as our interview with him on the Running Industry podcast goes out on Thursday. Staying on the Olympic theme, organisers of the 2020 Games have announced, unfortunately, that no international spectators will be allowed to visit for this summer's Olympics. Local authorities told the Olympic and Paralympic committees it was highly unlikely that entry to the country could be guaranteed, so organisers said that the move now gives clarity to ticket holders and helps ensure a safe and secure Games for all participants and the Japanese public. The Games are due to begin on the 23rd of July, followed by the Paralympic Games, which happen a month later from August the 24th. And also staying in Japan, the organisers of the Tokyo Marathon 2021 have held a special board meeting to discuss plans for staging this year's race on October the 17th. 
the decision was made to reduce the field from 38,000 to 25,000 participants. And the race slogan will be the day when Tokyo once again becomes one. Entries open on March the 22nd to the 31st. And finally, in event news, Runners World reports the Barclay Marathons has won again. Yes, the incredibly hard, unique and some would say bonkers race took place this weekend. In this first race for almost two years, there were no finishers at the ultra-endurance event in Frozenhead State Park in Wartburg, Tennessee. Two participants, the three-time Barclay finisher Jared Campbell and Tour de Jean finisher Luke Nelson, did complete three loops of the Barclay course in about 40 hours, but no one started a fourth loop. As if they needed it, a heavy downpour before the start made the conditions even more challenging and the field was quickly whittled down. High-flying Salomon ultra-runner Courtney DeVolta, winner of the Ultra Trail Mont Blanc in 2019, made the first cut-off but was timed out after loop two, leaving only Campbell and Nelson out on the course. There's not been a Barclay finisher since John Kelly in 2017, and there's only ever been 15 finishers of this crazy but incredible event. In footwear news... Adidas is developing a 100% recyclable shoe called the Futurecraft Loop, which is expected to be available in 2021, reports Business Insider. With experts predicting that in 30 years there will be more plastic in our oceans than fish, Adidas is trying to stop more of that plastic before it reaches the ocean. In 2015, Adidas partnered with the environmental organisation Parley for the Oceans, with a goal to turn marine pollution into sportswear. So, how are these shoes made? Well, it all starts at the beach. Parley and its partners collect trash from the coastal areas like the Maldives. The waste is then sorted, then recovered plastic is sent to an Adidas processing plant, which crushes, washes and dehydrates the waste, leaving nothing but small plastic flakes. These flakes are then heated, dried, cooled, and then cut into small resin pellets. And Adidas then melts the pellets to create a filament, which is spun into what they call ocean plastic, a form of polyester yarn to form the uppers of the shoes and clothing like jerseys. Each item in the Parley collection is made from at least 75% intercepted marine trash. And Adidas's goal is to replace all virgin polyester with recycled polyester by 2024. So in line with this, Adidas is also developing the 100% recyclable shoe, the Futurecraft Loop, a shoe which is made to be remade. The Futurecraft Loop is expected to be available in 2021, so keep an eye out across the global Adidas media channels for further news. Next up, Running Insight reports that Vimazi is on pace for an August debut. Promising a new way to make and sell running shoes, the Vimazi shoe brand, founded by industry veteran Scott Tucker, will debut in August, with a story centred around utilising pace zones to deliver energy-efficient propulsion and impact cushioning for each runner depending on their running pace. According to Tucker, Vimazi is all about how making and selling shoes by pace zone solves the most important performance problem for runners as well as the problem of finding the best shoe in a very crowded marketplace. Nobody has ever approached run footwear this way, but the time is ripe and the solution is elegant, Tucker tells Running Insight. 
He explains that runners need cushioning and propulsion with every step they take, but currently they must choose between shoes that are energy efficient in propulsion, such as racing flats, and shoes that provide adequate impact cushioning. Each runner, regardless of their pace, gets the shoe that helps them run their best and achieve their goals, says Tucker, who has a physics education and a history of studying and researching the science of running and running biomechanics. The Vimazi shoe selection process for a runner is simple, in that all the runner needs to know is what pace they run. Shoes will have a suggested retail of about $160, and you can find out more via vimazi.com. Now, a product that is very apt in today's times, sportsinsight.com report that AirPop Active Plus face mask is ready to be shipped. Designed specifically with movement in mind, the Active Plus delivers advanced comfort and superior breathability for high-intensity workouts such as cycling and running. In addition to this, the connected halo sensor actively monitors the respiratory health stats and local air quality, providing meaningful feedback regarding breathing and mask performance through their companion app. The app is currently available for iOS and will be available for Android at the end of this month from all supported app stores. For more info on the AirPop brand, visit airpophealth.com and links are in the show notes. And lastly in technology news, Run247 reports some interesting industry news from the Limelight Sports Group, the team behind some of the UK's biggest events, as they announce their new division, Limelight Sports Technologies. The division will be headed up by Steve Jews, who becomes the Chief Technology Officer, and this new business unit will target the best customer experience and engagement in sports participation by harnessing data and technology. The addition of Limelight Sports Technologies underlines Limelight Sports Group's commitment to innovation and reinforces the part that data, personalization and technology play in enhancing the service provided to Limelight's clients, partners and participants. Jews has led technology and innovation teams within the agency for a number of years and his appointment to CTO and the launch of the standalone division marks a shift of the group's strategy and business proposition. The launch of a number of new technology-led products and collaborations will be announced through the Limelight Sports Group in the next few weeks. And finally, we do like to finish on a fun or positive piece on the weekly news, and this comes via the US Trail Runner website, as they report that top ultra runner and former rim-to-rim FKT record holder Dave Mackey returned to run the classic Grand Canyon adventure on his prosthetic blade. The 51-year-old Ultra Athlete Ambassador is already one of the most accomplished trail runners in America, having won several US ultra running titles, set a handful of FKTs, and three times finished amongst the top 10 at the Western States 100. In late 2016, Mackey chose to have his lower left leg amputated, about 18 months after suffering a horrific fall while trail running in his hometown of Boulder, Colorado. It took time, effort and patience to make that transition, but since getting used to running with the carbon fibre running blade, Davis competed in many international multi-sport adventure races. So last week, along with friends Bob Africa, Mike Hewitt and Charles Caulfield, Mackie quietly dropped into the Grand Canyon for a reprise of the classic rim-to-rim-to-rim adventure run. Having completed the run in around about 12 hours, Dave wasn't worried about setting any kind of record, just setting a positive example. He set up the Grand Canyon run as a motivational fundraiser for Romp, 
a Denver-based global non-profit organisation dedicated to providing prosthetic care to amputees without access. After the run, Mackie concluded, Part of this is coming to terms with who I really am. I really am an amputee. I don't see myself that way, but coming to terms with my reality is also about being supportive of other athletes with disabilities. So that's it for this week's edition of the Running Industry Podcast Weekly News. If you're a brand, event, organisation or news outlet and want us to feature your news story on the weekly news, just get in touch via the links on the show notes or on social media at Run Industry. Remember to subscribe to the Running Industry Podcast wherever you get your podcasts and also listen and subscribe via the website runningindustrypodcast.com where you can listen to all of the Running Industry Podcasts and get the new ones as they are released. You can also follow us, of course, on social media via at Run Industry. And if you'd like to support what we do, you can pledge via Patreon. Links on the website and in the show notes. Thanks once again to all of our listeners for the support and this week's weekly news. Make sure you keep listening every week and also rate and review each episode and be sure to tell your friends. I'm Matt Ward and the Running Industry podcast is a supersonic production. And until the next time, goodbye. Goodbye.